Thanks to the now infamous Chippendale incident, Asahina Senpai, like Haruki, had become a household name within our school. Nonetheless, after that single day off, he bravely reappeared once more in a club room. Seeing that he hadn't been too badly affected by the events of the day before last, I breathed a sigh of relief. Was this a result of Haruki's manliness training? Yeah, right. Maybe, with some luck, I could keep Haruki from breaking the poor kid any further. I wanted to maintain his innocence forever. Anyway, when our activities didn't consist of Haruki's routine blackmail and or molestation, there wasn't very much to do. So I brought along an old Othello board from home. It had been buried away deeper than my house, long forgotten, well, until recently. So I thought that Asahina Senpai and myself could play a few rounds and chat a little. You know, pass the time. The website was done, but was pretty much useless without any visitors. We hadn't even gotten a single email. The PC was only good for surfing the internet. If the computer club girls ever found out that their top-of-the-line PC was being used for nothing more than net surfing, I'm sure they'd cry themselves to death. Suzumiya-san sure is taking his time. There's a transfer student coming in today. I bet he went to go look for her. Transfer student? Haruki was really excited when he heard there was a student transferring into class 1-9 today. I guess he really likes transfer students. Hmm. Anyway, I'm surprised you came today, Asahina-senpai. Um, I did have my doubts, but I was still worried so I decided to come. Didn't he say that last time? What are you so worried about? Uh, um, nothing. I could feel someone's gaze on me, so I turned to find Nagato staring at the game board. His face was as static as ever, but underneath his glasses, his eyes seemed more intent than I had ever seen them before. His gaze was like a newborn kitten amazed at seeing a dog for the first time. I traced his line of vision to my hand, still holding an Othello piece. Eh. Nagato-kun, you want to play? Yes. I swapped seats with Nagato and moved to sit by Asahina Senpai. As I seated myself, Nagato picked up one of the pieces and inspected it carefully. He seemed fascinated by the way the pieces stuck to each other magnetically. Um, Nagato-kun, have you ever played Othello before? Never. Well, look, you're the white team, right? So your goal is to surround the black pieces with your white pieces. When they're surrounded, you flip over the black piece and it becomes white. In the end, whoever has the most pieces wins. He nodded his head and proceeded to delicately place the pieces on the board, though I noticed he seemed a little bit clumsy in flipping the imposing pieces. Asahina-senpai also seemed a little bit more nervous after Nagato began playing. First, his fingers began to tremble, just a bit. Then I noticed that he didn't dare lift his head and look directly at Nagato. Instead, he'd sneak furtive glances at him while Nagato was concentrating on the game board. I suppose Asahina-senpai couldn't concentrate while he was acting all jumpy, so White quickly took a clear advantage that round. That's weird. Why would Asahina-senpai be afraid of Nagato? Hey everyone! Kept you waiting! Now this is the new transfer student from first year, class 9, and her name is... Koizumi Itsuko. Pleased to meet you. The girl was slim and graceful, with a nice body and a fairly large bust. She seemed like one of those rich, elegant ladies. Like those girls who compose on the cover of a supermodel magazine and end up with tons of fans. If she turned out to have a good personality as well, she'd be even more popular than that. This is the SOS Brigade Club Room. I'm the commander, Suzumiya Haruki. These are subordinates 1, 2, and 3. So that makes you number 4. So remember to get along well. 
What kind of introduction was that? The only names mentioned were yours and hers. What about me and the Gatunasahina Senpai? We're people, not numbers. I don't mind joining at all. But what kind of club is this? Ah, so let me enlighten you on the purpose of the SOS Brigade. He took a deep breath, posed dramatically, and shouted, To fight aliens, time travelers, and espers, and marry them! The world stood still for a second. Well, not really. The only thing going through my mind was, just as I planned, I thought. But the other three didn't seem to share my line of thinking. Asahina Senpai was completely dumbfounded, his eyes widening as he stared blankly at the cheerful Haruki. Nagato Yugi was in a similar situation. After turning his head to Haruki, he sat completely still like a doll that had run out of batteries. What was really weird was that his eyes widened, just a fraction. For someone as stoic as Nagato, that was rather surprising. Our newest member just gave an enigmatic smile. It was hard to tell what that smile meant, though. Was she shocked? Was she amused? No clue. She was the first to regain her senses, though. Ah, I see. As expected from Suzumiya-sa. Eh? What did she mean by that? I'm Koizumi Itsuko, but you can just call me Itsuko. I just transferred in today, so I've still got all to learn. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, likewise. I'm- She's Kyon! Damn it, Haruki, that's not my name! Four eyes way back there is Yuki-san. And this little weakling over here is Mitsuru-kun. Great! Now we have five members! There's no way the school can stop us now! So, as of now, the SOS Brigade is open for business! Everybody, let's work together and move forward! Forward! Towards our ultimate goal and the fulfillment of my plan! What's that? A mass wedding with aliens? And what do you mean by open for business, Commander Haruki? We still need a sponsor teacher, you know. And I don't think there's anyone who want to get involved in something like this. Nobody normal, anyway. I'll always keep the answer safer here inside my heart. Why is it that I run to you when I have a problem? Could it be that I can't help it because it's been chosen by my destiny and I believe Acting like everyone else is boring You'll be right If I just do myself, I know I can do anything Life is an adventure, don't Hesitate to take all of your fears and throw them away. Getting strong, follow through with your dreams, and not just for anyone else's sake. Take my hand and fly away. I won't let you fall believing me. If you can survive through the day, I'll teach you that there's really no need for the things that Haruki had declared his intention to take Itsuko for a tour of the school and left, dragging her off behind him. Asahina-senpai said that he had a few things to do at home, and departed as well. So, it was just me and Nagato left behind in the empty classroom. 
I didn't particularly feel like playing any more Othello, and it's no fun just watching Nagato read, so I packed up my bag and bid Nagato farewell. I guess I'll be going then, Nagato-kun. Have you read the book? What book? Oh, you mean that book you lent me the other day? Correct. Oh, um, I haven't read it yet. Maybe I should just give it back to you. There's no need. He never minces his words, does he? Just go straight to the point. Read it today as soon as you get home. Besides the required reading for literature class, I rarely read any novels, but since Nagato recommends it, it should at least be an interesting read. Right? Alright, alright. I'll read it when I get home, okay? Acknowledging you with the tiniest of nods, Nagato returned to his book. I got home after my little conversation with Nagato, and went straight to my room after dinner to get a start on the foreign sci-fi novel Nagato-san had lent me. Or, shoved into my face. Whatever. Just as I was beginning to drown in the sea of words, I decided to just flip through the book quickly to see if I could ever actually finish the thing. As I quickly leafed through the pages, a bookmark fluttered out onto the carpet. It was a strange-looking bookmark, with a fancy border made out of abstract patterns. When I flipped it over... I found a line of words on the back. Seven o'clock tonight. Waiting for you in the park outside the station. The words were neat and precise, as though they had been printed out from a word processor. I don't know for sure, but it certainly looks like the sort of handwriting Nagato would have. I've had this book for days now. Was this message asking me to meet with Nagato-san at seven o'clock tonight? Or was it meant for the night that he'd given me the book? Could it be that Nagato-san had been waiting in the park every night until I found the bookmark and turned up? That might be why he told me to read it tonight, because he was tired of waiting for me and to find the bookmark. But then, why wouldn't he just ask me directly? It's not like I'm that scary or unapproachable. Is it? And I still don't know why he would want to call me into the park. I glanced at my watch. It was just past 6.45. Even on a bike, it'd still take me around 20 minutes for me to get to the station. I thought about it for about ten seconds. Shoving the bookmark in a pocket of my jeans, I dashed out of the room and down the stairs like a rabbit. Hey, where are you going, Kyun-chan? Mind your own business! If Nagato wasn't there, I was going to have to laugh at myself. Very loudly. Well, I didn't get that luxury. I tried to remain in brighter than places which meant that I arrived at a small park outside the station at around ten past seven. There weren't many people around at this time of night, which did nothing to soothe my worries. Leaving behind the noises of the trains and of distant cars, I wheeled my bike along and entered the park. Under the lights of the uniformly spaced lampposts, I could just make out a faint silhouette of a person sitting quietly on a bench. Nakato Yuki, barely visible in the gloom. If I hadn't been looking for him, I probably wouldn't have given him a second glance. He was so still that a passerby could have mistaken him for a statue. Hey, Nagato-kun. Sorry if I'm late. Were you waiting for me yesterday, too? Couldn't you have told me whatever it is you wanted to tell me at school? This way. With those two words, he turned and stood up. He walks like a ninja. You couldn't hear a single footstep. I could only reluctantly follow behind Nagato, who was fading into the darkness the further away from Hinika. Are you angry with me for making you wait? 
No. I wasn't sure I could believe him, but I couldn't detect any sort of emotion from his voice. Uh, excuse me, but where exactly are we going? My home. Wait, what? Why is Nagato bringing me to his house after calling me out so suddenly? Was this some sort of bizarre courtship ritual? Was he just asking me out? Aren't there supposed to be, well, preliminaries before this kind of thing? Nagato sensed my hesitation and looked back at me questioningly. Aren't we going a little too fast? In all sorts of ways, I mean... Do not worry. No one else is home. That makes me worry even more! I won't do anything to you. Really? Yes. I kept my eyes on Nagato's back, not quite sure why I was still following him. Maybe it's because he didn't seem to be the type to take advantage of girls. And he had ignored most of the stuff that had happened ever since Haruki took over his club room. Which meant that anything he felt that was important enough to tell me had to be absolutely incredible. A few minutes of walking and watching his hair billow gently in the wind later, we found ourselves standing outside a large apartment building fairly near the station. Nagato took out a card and brushed it against the sensor. The glass door slid smoothly open. I hurriedly locked my bicycle by the entrance and quickly followed Nagato, who politely kept the door open for me. I stepped into the elevator after him, running all sorts of scenarios through my mind. Was I making a big mistake? I should have at least brought my cell phone with me, but I had left it in a big hurry and forgotten it. Nagato seemed to have something on his mind as well, but, as usual, said nothing, merely staring at the floor number as it slowly increased. The elevator finally arrived at the seventh floor, and me and Nagato disembarked and walked silently down the corridor to room 708. Enter. Are you serious? I tried to stay calm when I stepped in and took off my shoes, but I jumped a bit when Nagato shut the door behind him. The apartment was brightly lit like an artist's proud gallery, but the light only made the room feel even larger and emptier. This must be one of those posh condominiums that cost a fortune to rent, especially considering how close it was to the station. Then why did it feel as though nobody lived here? The living room had only a kotatsu, a small table with a warm blanket, and no other decorations or furniture. There were no curtains on the window, and no carpet over the ten Tommy-sized wooden tiles. Um, where's your family? I am the only one who has ever been here. Well, um, what? What do you want of me? What is it you can't say at school? It is about Suzumiya Haruki and myself. What? Was that it? I don't understand the speaking style, but I should at least try to establish some sort of context. What about Suzumiya and you? It is difficult to convey completely through words. There may be errors in the transmission of data. Regardless, listen to me. Suzumiya Haruki and I are not ordinary humans. I had kind of noticed that already. You must understand. I do not mean unusual in terms of deviation from universally accepted personality traits. I mean precisely what I said. I mean that he and I are not ordinary human beings like you. What on earth is he trying to say? The integrated data sentient entity, which oversees this galaxy, has created a living humanoid interface in order to interact with biological entities. That interface is me. My task is to observe Suzumiya Haruki and upload all data obtained to the integrated data sentient entity. 
I have performed this function since my birth three years ago. In the last three years, no particularly unusual elements were discovered. The situation was very stable. However, recently, an external factor has appeared nearby Suzumiya Haruki that cannot be ignored. Uh. And that factor would be you. While filming a movie, three of Hollywood's biggest stars were kidnapped. Ah! Were there some rewrites? Now, they'll have to stop acting and start fighting back. Those dudes was trained soldiers. Yeah. And we trained actors. Ben Stiller, Jack Black, Robert Downey Jr. Damn. Tropic Thunder. Somebody close to you said, one more flop and it's over. Somebody said they were close to me? August 13, rated R. What is the integrated data sentient entity? In the vast sea of information known as the universe, there exist many sentient entities composed entirely of concepts and data that possess no corporeal bodies. They began as nothing more than pure data. As that data collected, the resulting entities developed sentience. Eventually, they developed enough sentience to actively seek out and accumulate further data. Existing only as data without physical form, they cannot be detected within the optical ranges. As old as the universe itself, they expanded alongside it, and therefore broadened the scope of all available information. Since the formation of this planet, correction, this solar system, nothing in the universe has been unknown to them. This single planet in an outer spiral arm of the Milky Way holds no particular significance to them, for many planets besides this one hold sentient organic life. However, this third planet in this solar system gradually evolved bipedal organic life forms, which themselves learned to seek information. The organic life forms on the planet referred to as Earth consequently began to grow in importance. It was previously believed that it was impossible for organic life forms, which have limited data collection and transmission capabilities, to be able to evolve to the state where they would actively seek knowledge. The integrated data entity has therefore taken an interest in all forms of organic life on the planet Earth. It hypothesizes that by observation, it may be able to aid data life forms discover the solution to their own evolutionary dead end. Unlike the data entities which are complete existences from their genesis, humans begin their existence as incomplete organic life forms, rapidly evolving by acquiring and retaining information both internally and externally. This information is then used to further advance themselves. The emergence of sentience among organic life forms is a common phenomenon, but it is only on Earth that life forms have evolved to the point where they actively seek out knowledge. The integrated data sentient entity was intrigued by this and decided to continually monitor the planet. Approximately three years ago, a data flare unlike any other appeared on the surface of the planet. An explosion of data erupted from a region on a bow-shaped archipelago, instantly covered the entire surface of the planet and began to spread into space. And at the center of this data spike was a single individual, Suzumiya Haruki. Neither the cause nor the effect are known. The integrated data sentient entity is unable to fully process the new data being created. Suzumiya Haruki continues to transmit torrents of information at completely random intervals. Furthermore, Suzumiya Haruki himself appears to be unaware of this. Over the past three years, I have conducted various investigations on the individual known as Suzumiya Haruki from all possible perspectives, but his true identity is still an unknown. Regardless, a sector of the integrated data sentient entity have determined that he is the key to the evolution of all data entities and have commenced analysis accordingly. 
As data life forms, they are incapable of speech and thus unable to communicate or interact directly with organic life forms. Humanity lacks the ability to communicate ideas without the use of words, and the integrated data sentient entity lacks the ability to vocalize thought. Hence, humanoid interfaces like myself were created in order to act as a communications bridge between data life forms and the organic life forms. Uh, I didn't have any idea how to respond. Suzumiya Haruki may hold the key to auto-evolution. There is a high probability that he also possesses the ability to control data in his surrounding environment. That is why I am here. This is why you are here. Wait a minute. I have no idea what you're talking about. Please believe me. I've never seen Nagato-san so earnest looking before. There is a limited amount of information that can be conveyed through speech. I am merely a terminal, an interface for the integrated data sentient entity. I am unable to perfectly convey the thoughts of the integrated data sentient entity to you. Please understand. Understand? You just said that I'm unable to understand! That doesn't help at all! Well, why me? Look, let's say I believe all of this about you being an alien created by a weird thing entity, but why are you telling me this? You have been chosen by Suzumiya Haruki. Whether he is aware of it or not, his consciousness influences the world around him. There must be a reason as to why you have been chosen. There isn't. There is. You have been chosen by Suzumiya Haruki. Perhaps for him you play some pivotal role. You and he hold all of the potential within your grasp. Are you really serious? Completely. For the first time, I found myself carefully studying Nagato Yuki's face. I had initially been marveling that Mr. Sano's here I decided to speak at all. But then out came this whining, freakish flood of words and nonsense. I had known he was a little odd, but I would never have guessed that he was absolutely crazy. Integrated data sentient entity? Living humanoid interface? Give me a break! Look, you should probably tell this directly to Haruki. He'd be delighted. He'd probably even propose to you. Me? I'm not interested in this kind of stuff at all. Sorry. The majority of the integrated data entity speculates that if Suzumiya Haruki becomes self-aware of his abilities, unforeseen consequences may occur. Therefore, at this stage, the situation may only be observed. But there's a chance I might tell all this to Haruki. Why tell me? He won't believe you. He's got a point. I am not the only humanoid interface placed on Earth by the integrated data sentient entity. The majority of the entity intends to take a proactive role and observe the results. You are the key to Suzumiya Haruki. When crisis approach, I will look to you first. Sorry, Nagato-san, but count me out. Please excuse me. Thank you for the tea, it was nice. Aliens, huh? Nagato must have been picking up strange ideas from all those sci-fi books he's been reading all the time. If it was true, though, that meant the sort of strange being, the paranormal mysteries that Haruki was so obsessed with, had been right under his nose the entire time. Yeah, right. It was just something about Nagato's voice. The way he was so matter-of-fact about it. He made it sound so convincing. The way he did hand about... What was it? Some sort of data entity that was watching Haruki? That just made me think of some sort of cloud of hovering binary code hanging around. Weird things like that simply don't happen. And what was that with not only the alien stuff, 
He made it sound as though they were waiting in the bushes, ready to jump out whenever they liked. It sure was dark out tonight. Hey! If you're going to make me come out at all hours of the night, the least you can do is walk me home. That is unnecessary. The crime rate in this city is not excessive. Humor me. In a way that perfectly coincided with the way my life had been going lately, my little brother opened the door for me when I arrived home. Oh, it's you. Why were you... I get it. You were out the boy. No, it's... His face went into a grin. I've never been in favor of older siblings beating up younger ones. But I think it's about to change. I'm telling. Chocolate ice cream! What? From that stand across from the bakery. You pass it every morning on the way to school. You're always staring at it. I'll buy you a chocolate ice cream every day for a week. Including the weekend? Fine. Whatever. Deal. What a little brat. When my dad asked me where I'd been, I give a vague, non-committal answer and went straight up to my room. Lying on my bed, I mused over Nagato's speech. If I believed what he had said, that means Nagato went out of this world. That is to say, an alien. Wouldn't that be a surprise, though? The very thing we'd, well, Haruki, had been searching for, right under our noses. My eye fell upon the thick hardback novel that I had thrown on the corner of the bed. I picked it up with the bookmark, and had a glimpse of the cover art before placing it back on my pillow. Nagato probably never talked to anyone in his class, imprisoning himself in his own mind. Break out of your little shell! He ought just put down his book, get out and make some friends, and enjoy a wonderful school life. That poker face has got to go, too. I bet he'd look kind of cool if he just smiled. I think I'll return the book to him tomorrow. Actually, you know what? Forget it. Since I've already borrowed the book, I might as well try and finish it. It was the next day after school. I was on classroom cleanup duty, so I arrived later than usual at the club room. Kion, you're late! Eh? I had to do cleanup duty. Where's Asahina-senpai? Why don't you check it out yourself? He moved away, and there greeting my eyes was the sight of a beautiful maid. I was just about to ask Haruki where I had managed to find her, when I realized who it was. Asahina-senpai slowly, sadly raised his head to look at me, then looked away with tears in his eyes. A white apron coupled with a wavy skirt. A blouse and white stockings only served to make him more adorable than ever. Silently, I started to envy his legs. It really didn't look at all like it was actually a guy in that costume. In fact, the lacy headband and the large butterfly knot increased his feminine charm at dangerously high levels. Well, doesn't he look super cute in this? I had to agree. No offense to poor Asahina-senpai, but he really does look really, really cute in that. Even though I know that he's a guy. Well, biologically anyway. I'm not really sure how he's doing on the inside anymore. Not after what Haruki's putting him through. That begs a question. <laughs> this costume's great, isn't it? No, it isn't. Why are you dressing him up as a maid? Because maid costumes are sexy. I don't think that's a real answer to my question. Hey, it took me a long time to think this up, you know. Even if you didn't think at all, it wouldn't make much of a difference, you know. Look, 
You were the one who said we were going to make Asahina Senpai manlier. Exactly. How does doing this accomplish that? Listen up, Kion. It's entirely obvious to anyone who sees this guy that he lacks any sort of manly spirit. This is completely unacceptable. All men have the potential to become a man amongst men. The only thing he needs is a little bit of training for the soul. Something to turn him from this into this. With his other hand, he turned the computer's monitor around so that I could see what exactly it was displaying. It was showing the front page of some online magazine, featuring an extremely strong-looking guy with a half-open shirt, with a hairdo vaguely resembling Asahina Senpai's. What the hell, Haruki? I'll have to ask you for the website address later. Wait, what am I thinking about? On the other hand, if he doesn't, he'll be abused until the end of time by crazies like those computer club girls, toyed around with by his friends, bullied by upperclassmen, and who knows what else. It's all for his own good. Do you realize that your current actions fit quickly into all three of those categories? And why do I get the feeling you don't give a damn to Asahim Senpai, but you're just doing this for your own personal sense of enjoyment? Alright, time for a photo session. What? But please stop that. You're wasting your time, Asahima Senpai. Haruki will do whatever he wants, regardless of what anybody ever says. Just close your eyes and endure it. It's just pictures at the moment. Anyway. Now, look over here, Mitsuru-kun. Lower your chin a bit. Lift up your apron. Yeah, that's a good boy. Smile a bit more. Come on, you can do it. Got a maid fetish, Haruki? And amidst Haruki's mad photo shooting frenzy, Nagato Yuki sat quietly in a seat, reading like usual. Despite a weird and freakish conversation yesterday, he was unruffled, like always. I breathed a sigh of relief. I just hope he didn't go psycho and try to stab me or something. Oh my, what's going on in here? I managed to turn my head to find Kuizumi Itsuko standing at the entrance with her bag, a half-smile playing around in her face. Darn it! Your smile freaks me out! Koizumi-san! You came here just at the right time. I have a job for you. Haruki leaned down and whispered into Itsuko's ear. She smiled and turned around to lock the door. That's never a good sign, no matter who does the locking. Hey, Kion, I finally got around to getting you that present I promised you. Oh, no. My doom has finally arrived. There was a paper bag standing behind the door earlier that I hadn't noticed. As I wondered whether to make a break for it, Haruki grabbed the bag and pulled out a pair of bunny ears. I instantly knew it would be in the rest of that bag. Uh, bunny? Girl? That's right. I'll leave the bunny suit in here, okay? Give us a call when you're finished, Koizumi-san. Have fun, Kyon! I'm going to simply gloss over most of this, but let's just say I was forced to be a bunny girl for another of Haruki's crazed photo shoots. I guess it wasn't all that bad, though, considering... I thought I looked pretty nice in those shots, and at least Haruki's hand wasn't on the camera, but I was still deeply disturbed about what he might be using those pictures for, and I'm curious about how he knew my exact measurements. Those are supposed to be secret, damn it! Ugh! I guess I'll take this as divine punishment for not saving Asahina-senpai when I had the chance. Later, when I was back in my school uniform and the nightmarish photo session was finally over... Right! I call to order the first official meeting of the SOS Brigade! We've already done a lot of work! 
Thanks to our distribution of informative materials and the establishment of the official SOS Brigade webpage, our reputation in the school has already soared high and pierced the heavens! Therefore, I hereby declare that phase one of my plan to be a great success! This is your stupid plan? Scarring Asahina Senpai forever and forcing me to become a bunny girl is your brilliant plan? But, we still have some problems. Our inbox has yet to receive a single email about any mysterious events. And nobody's come forward to discuss the concerns with us about their experience. Oh, Haruki. Reputation alone will help us at all. Besides, we don't have reputation. We have notoriety. Nobody would ever want to get involved with us. Ever. And the school doesn't even recognize the existence of this club anyway. Now, there used to be a saying that patience is a virtue. But since then, times have changed. Even if we have to reverse the direction the world spins. Even if we have to drill through the clouds instead of the ground, we will seek them out. We will find what we seek by ourselves. So everybody, let's begin searching! What exactly are we looking for? To find all of the mysterious events of this world! And marry them? As long as we try hard, we should be able to find at least one or two events in this town. Oh, Haruki! I already found one mystery! The way in which you think! I displayed my reluctance plainly. Itsuko only smiled enigmatically. Nagato remained expressionless, as always. While Asahina Senpai was soon resigned to his fate, too exhausted to protest. He looks how I feel. This Saturday, tomorrow, we'll meet outside the North Station before 9 in this morning. Don't be late. Absentees will be punished. I don't believe there's a worse punishment than being forced to dress as a bunny girl. Or a maid, for that matter. For half an hour, but hey, I've been wrong before. So... What did Haruki intend to do with all those photos of Asahina Senpai and me? That idiot wanted to upload them all onto the webpage to attract more internet traffic. When I found out what he wanted to do, he had just finished uploading them all onto the main page. He was even typing in the personal details. I noticed he had labeled Asahina Senpai's photos as female. I managed to get the idiot to stop this foolish nonsense and take down the photos from the website. I didn't want everybody in the world seeing my barely clothed body. And if Asahina Senpai learned that images of himself posing seductively in a maid costume had been spread all over the internet, he'd probably be on the spot. I warned him about the dangers of putting personal details in the net, while desperately trying to control my temper and, amazingly for once, Haruki actually paid attention and listened to me seriously. Reluctantly, he stood up and let me remove the images from the page. I know I should have been deleting all of Asahina Senpai's photos, but he really did look cute in that picture. And even though I'm extremely embarrassed about the whole bunny suit thing, they are really well taken. Itsuko's pretty good with the camera, I guess. And they're definitely flattering to me. I figured I'd probably want the photos to look back on in 30 years. So, instead of deleting them, I secretly saved them to a hidden folder buried deep in the directory and password protected. Was that a bad idea? Oh well, only I know where those photos are anyway. I want to be the only one who can solve the mystery and take control of our lives. With my friends we will go anywhere in 
world Forever in all the time Boom of a dream That will warp and loop inside my mind Crazy around in my heart I imagine someday that in my Untold the song I still remember that sunny day The magical games that we used to play Put out in the free Could it possibly take these memories from me? Gotta learn to chase it. Gotta learn to chase it. Gotta learn to grasp it. We love dreaming big, so dream and dream. We love it all. 